taste buds. They come into the mic, talking about the food they hate, talking about the food they like. Two fools gonna fight, but only one food can be right. Taste buds, man, yeah, they come into them. Hey, welcome to T-A-S-T-E, Buds. We got a special guest in the house today. Oh, we got a great guest today, baby. The man, the myth, the guy I started comedy with in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at the Laugh House on South Street. Me and this guy were the only... And, and brought Rocco Stowe. We're the only three white guys. <laughs> Mike Vecchione, everybody. Hey. Oh, the great Mike Vecchione. Thank you guys for having me on. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate it. And yes, yeah. Joe, we did start. You were great right away. For those of you that don't know, Joe was on fire. So good right away. And then it, it tapered we all, off, didn't it? No, we were all blown away by like, <laughs> how good is this guy? Like, stage presence is just murdering you, right away. I tell people that all the time. That's he was very a shooting you. star, you know. He was. You and just faded, you know. <laughs> it did. It faded real hard. <laughs> what you're seeing now is the remnants of his success about seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay, uh, yeah I remember Okerson saying to me when I was uh, uh, my first year in uh, New York, he goes, you're going to make it before any of us, dude. You're going to be big. Yeah. Whew. Ooh, was he off? No. Anyway, folks, listen. <laughs> uh, no, but Vecchione always wrote uh, great jokes. You always wrote great yeah. jokes. Like you were like, I think you're like my favorite joke writer. He's so good. Yeah. But like, I wasn't. But I wasn't. I didn't have the uh, presence. You had like I don't know if you. I guess you were DJing. Did you do something? You did something else. Yeah, where did it was music. Like the pre your presence on stage was very commanding. I did music and, and I and I did uh, yell, wedding de yell. DJing. Yeah, and I also yell. I'm an angry person. I'm sorry. What did you just say? I did wedding DJing, and I. Yes. I'm sorry. What? What did you just try to say and move on from? In I three years, you never mentioned that. I, I don't know that as a friend, and you've never mentioned it on the podcast. Can I tell you something? Were you I, the I, MC? I mentioned this. Like, to, can I just tell you something? I was out with Q the other night, and I mentioned this to him, and he said to me, "We had, had a few drinks, but I don't think he's wrong." He was like. You should announce on Taste Buds that you will DJ three weddings in a year. And, you know, it'll cost you a certain amount. Yeah. He goes, you will potentially make a living DJing weddings for fans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. married a lot of my friends. I married, I think I've done nine or 11 weddings. And, and people know. And so I, I started getting through my agent That's requests hilarious. for marriages. That's hilarious. So and this I, is like a reveal episode where Joe reveals he's a deity. You reveal that you're a priest. Yeah, I'm a I'm a reverend. I'm a <laughs> reverend. A I'm a reverend. Yeah, the Universal Life Church of the Great Modesto, California area. I got I got I became a reverend in Kansas to marry my friends at their wedding there. Okay. That's the only place I'm allowed to do it. Just just go back to the DJing for a second. And Mike, you're a you're a Italian guy, yeah, right? You know, you, you you're you, you, Italian weddings. You probably attend a lot yes. of those, and you know, not a lot of people do it like that. That we do it, that they do it. Like, I if you go to uh, weddings in between the goalposts, yeah, uh, people have normal weddings. I right. don't know if people understand the type of Italian weddings that happen in the tri-state area. Well, this is yeah. a good uh, segue into my a uh, little bit of a history, which is Tony and Tina's wedding, which yes. Joe, you know that I did in <laughs> yes. South Philadelphia. For oh, years that and is on. Years. And I played Dominic for a while as an understudy, and then I was Tony for a couple of good years. Yeah, dude, Mike they brought in a taller Tony eventually. Dude, God, but you were the Tony. I was the Tony in Tony and Tina's wedding in South Philadelphia, twentieth and Snyder. I Mike did that. I'm gonna have a heart attack. This Dude, is amazing. But here's what's wild. I have so many questions. Here's what's wild. 
He did that before it like fully broke. He did that like before it was like a big thing that everybody knew. I remember when like, I first heard the concept one of, the original... of that, my, my head was, my mind was blown. Right. He told me, he would tell me about it. He would like come to the Laugh House in Philly and tell me about it. And I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> like, and try to describe it to me. And I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, this is so amazing. I have to come back to Wedding DJ. Yeah. That's how yeah, good yeah. this is. Okay. Now you, you. This is a shocking episode. This it is. is. This is going to be shocking. This is very shocking. A very shocking episode. Now. So wait, so you, now this is this is you wanted to become an actor? No, I want. I was doing stand up. I wanted to be a stand up, but I couldn't book every weekend. So this was a built in way to have all of your weekends booked. So I would book three weekends of Tony and Tina's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then one weekend I would do stand up at the Spaghetti Warehouse, and maybe a Thursday at the. You'd piece. By the way, the Spaghetti your... Warehouse was a real place. She's not being racist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real place. So I would do one weekend. There wasn't that much stage time in Philly. There was two clubs. The no, North at the East time, the nothing. Now it's, a, now it's a, you know. Yeah, now it's a but, but, but I So why were you, so, I'm sorry, I'm not understanding why. Because it it's an improv I was like, this will help me oh, somewhere okay, doing improv. And, okay, because and it's entertainment. But people don't know the concept of yeah. Tony and Tina's wedding. If you don't know, it basically is an interactive, immersive, right, uh, Italian wedding. Italian wedding experience where uh, you know all the crazy characters, right. uh, hyperbolic There's characters. There's a storyline, and you yes. buy tickets, and it's like your invitation, and you go to the dinner yeah. as a guest right. of their wedding, and then right. there's all the actors yes. around you, and you interact with them and speak yeah. to them, and right. then yes. Along. There's a ceremony. Now, there's you ready for when I heard that? I never heard of like interactive. Theater are you ready yeah. for a triple? My balls were blown. You ready for a? You, are <laughs> yeah. you ready for a triple ball blow? Yeah. Because first first ball was DJ. Yeah. Second ball was Tony and Tina. Yeah. I'm even having you ready a third for ball. the penis to get shot off. Yeah. Ready? This is a shaft blow. I was in the competing show of Tony and Tina's wedding called The Sopranos, and it was a spoof of The Sopranos. No, yes. I swear to yes. God, I was in The Sopranos, and it was a it was the but event. The Sopranos was like on like 15 years ago. The event. It's when I started That's comedy. When this was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it was on twenty years. Twenty ago. years ago. I was okay. started was comedy twenty three years ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Sopranos. The the premise was you were going to Tony's birthday party. So people played. Someone played. Oh, so who did you play? I played Petey, the gay nephew or gay cousin. Excuse me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, we're not going to be able to get to eggplant versus stuffed mushrooms today, and I apologize. See, I wrote stuffed mushrooms, right? I wrote that because I don't remember writing that now anymore. Petey wasn't in the, sh the show. Wait, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> they made it up. Yeah, 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 they made it up. First I was say, who, what character was that? They made up a character named Petey, who was the flamboyantly gay cousin. Okay, and what was your, explain to the audience, like, did you didn't have, you had specific beats you had to hit. Mm -hmm. Other than that, did they train you guys to be that character? Or did they just audition you and say, all right, he knows how to react. I'll just say this, this, and this, and other than that, engage. No, it was most well, well, for I don't know. With I don't know. I go you go first, because I was they were different shows. They auditioned us. Okay, so you look you found an ad in the paper. Yes. Well, and I knew I kind of knew about I went to it years before. They happened to be holding auditions. They happened to be I I called my friend, John Vitale. Yeah. John Vitale. He's a he was he was doing comedy in he lived in Upper Darby. At wait the a time. minute, John. Wait a minute. Why am I blanking on who John? Vince Valentine. Wait, Vince Valentine was, was in the your, Sopranos yes. with me. Vince Valentine wasn't was John Vitale the guy that played Tony Soprano in the Sopranos? No, John That's Vitale John Monforto. Was, sorry. Yeah. Why do you keep I mean, saying the Sopranos? That's how it was. They, <laughs> it was like spelled Sopranos, so they couldn't get sued. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll be right back to you. Just write Sopranos Dinner Theater Show. It'll yeah. come up. So, 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 did you? 
have to what was the audition like? Audition was uh I, I can't remember. They would give you a scenario and you'd have to improv. It. <laughs> you'd improv it. There it is. Yeah. I think you, they're still doing it. <laughs> they're still doing it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I, That's what I, it was. I just, just retirement. Vince. Vince is an unbelievable. I love Vince. Valentine. Vince does. Vince does. And I, Vince does comedy. Caveman's uh, yeah, defending does, the caveman. Right. Now. He does yeah, defending yeah. the caveman. Yeah. And he does still holds comedy shows and teaches a comedy class. Yeah. Yeah. Vince's a good guy. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Your dish. Anyway, I do the audition and uh, and it's improv and it's how good you improv. Also, your look matters. Sure. You have to look like sure. a uh, whatever. So you um, could pull off a Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Guido. But I didn't get it for Tony. I got it for Dominic, one of the groomsmen. Okay. And then um, and then when uh, the Tony fell out, the West Coast Tony moved to L.A. We called him West Coast Tony because he came back. He's a great guy. Amazing. Just had lunch with him. He moved to L.A. So then they bumped me up to Tony. Did you feel extra pressure going from Dominic to Tony? There was a lot of pressure. Thank you for asking. Yeah, so. and I'd there also like you to break down the nuances and the differences between the two characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah were you just were you the exact same character with different lines essentially? No, you would have to. You know, Tony's like you're doing the ceremony, so you're getting married, right? And it's ironic because I've never been married. Did you have to kiss? You had to kiss. Yeah, every kiss the bride. single wedding you had to kiss. Every the bride. single wedding. Was she a looker? All the Tinas were. Wow, pretty hot, but I have it, to was say. A, it was a, it was a stage kiss. It was a stage kiss. But you yeah. touched lips, though. Oh, you, you have to... I mean, you're acting. You have right. to convince. Right. You know? Okay, so did they make you audition for Tony? No. Or they knew you... They, they knew, knew the me. skill set that you got. Yes. Yeah. The tap to come in. The, yeah. come in, the and bump then, up. Okay. And then tell me about... How long did you do it? I did it for two years. Amazing. So that's dozens and dozens and dozens of shows. Tons. Tons. And it was so, like... Can I just say something about the the show was pretty? I don't know if it's still going now. And now in New York, I know it's not in Philadelphia anymore. Yeah. The show was pretty hacky. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. a very hacky. I couldn't believe at the time. This before YouTube or anything. Yeah, I couldn't believe the people that would come out for this. It's like it, they would pack the place. Yeah, Thursday, yeah. Friday, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday would pack Dude, it. They we would, would pack do... it out. It was. I was blown away by it. And it's a very rough section of South Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay, and people would come and park and just. They would just. I was blown away, dude. Very hacky show, but the the camaraderie that you had with the other. I'm still friends with these people today. Wow. We would go out and drink. Yeah. We would. It was. We paid next to no money, so at night they'd open the bar and we would just get hammered. And then we'd go to like bars in South Philly. Come out the end and bow. Came out the end, broke character, and you bowed to everybody. Or you do? It's just not like that. No, it wasn't like that. At the end of the show, we would come out and we'd get changed and come out by the bar, and some people would still be hanging out. At the bar, and they do pictures or whatever, and we okay. just drink with them. Okay. Did you have we, someone? Yeah. Please, Joe, go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead, please. What, what? No, no, go oh, ahead. Oh. I have so many questions. No, I was just going to say, what he w- just wanted to speak to the people that would come out. We were doing like basically the. I don't want to. I don't want to say knockoff. That sounds disrespectful. Everybody was really lovely, and I'm still also friends. Yeah. Stay with everybody. But we were doing a secondary version of that show. Right. And it was the same thing, though. It was packed. We would do New Year's Eve shows. It was like people, like, I remember doing multiple New Year's Eve shows where people, like, this is how they spent their New Year's. Yeah. Okay. It was huge. And you auditioned? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I, have, I cannot tell you what I did when I auditioned. I don't okay. remember. And how did you play Pat the Gay? Petey. Petey the Gay Nephew? I didn't start as Petey. I started as one of the henchmen, which is kind of like what Mike was saying. So there were henchmen with funny names, like Sal Manella. Sure. I was Sal Manella. Actually, I was Sal Manella. Okay. Sal. Uh, and the henchmen were just, you were just there as a hench. Everybody had to do table work during dinner. 
So you, everybody went table to table. The henchmen were just there to basically fill that out. But you didn't have any lines in like the main show or anything like that. And then eventually the guy that played Petey so quit. You got, and you I went got moved there, into You Petey. went there and just stood around. In, in a costume. You, table work. You, you would do table table work. We did it too. You, table you do crowd work. work. Crowd work. You'd go to table right. to table and do crowd work. Right. In character. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually the kid that played Petey quit or whatever and left and they moved me into Petey. And I, I got to say, I killed pretty fucking hard and I kept the gig. <laughs> do you guys get... Do you guys I get, played it way over the top. <laughs> I was like, what? I'd be canceled right now. <laughs> yeah. Did you get... Did you get like a character sheet about the history of how you're supposed to act at all. Yeah, they let you or know that's brought they, it all to the table. No, they do let you know that there's a written back. Well, you story. have, yeah. You I have. played one of the groomsmen first named Dominic Fabrizi, and he owned a um, an appliance store. And he had his girlfriend. His girlfriend was the, one of the groom's maids uh, named Donna, Dominic and Donna. And uh, she was like a gum chewing, like whatever. And he owned an appliance store and was kind of like a thug. So the, that was the backstory. So is that all they gave you? And then you came in and you were like, you made up the appliance store. You no, made up the, you the made appliance up- store is the, that's the backstory. But then you have to that people yell, "Hey, Dominic, can I get a um, can I get a deal on a dishwasher?" And you and gotta, you go, gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like you play with the backstory. All right, yeah. So, so so how did you play the gay person? I wore like a feather boa. It was ridiculous. I played it like. But I, oh, so you went over the top like flamboyant, like completely like. Oh my god, sister! Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like that. And you did it for yeah. how long? Hours. Yeah. No, no, like, yeah. oh, 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 a couple years. No! Got, I got paid. You got paid, yeah. dude. I was an open micer doing comedy. It was yeah. making me better as a comic. Yes, because I was. I could think on my feet. Yeah. And you'd get like 150 bucks a yeah. show, which at that time I was like, this is crazy yeah. that I'm making money doing For multiple this. hours a night for two years, you would go and be like, hello! <laughs> yeah. You, you did. yeah, yeah. You, and I'd write jokes for my character or, and right. stuff. Friends will come to see you. Yeah, dude. My favorite story was this guy, Keith, uh, one of the funniest dudes I ever met in my life. Uh, I lived with him. In, I didn't go to his college, but I took a winter break and I lived with him at his college in Westchester. And he was just a maniac. Like he would, he would drink, and he, 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 I remember he made a diaper for himself, and he would just so he could just piss himself while oh, he drank. Just, he was just, he was, he was bad. He was so funny, and uh, and he would always say really goofy shit to you. He, I remember one time we were really high, and he goes, "Derosa, what's your favorite meat?" <laughs> I go, "Steak," and he goes, "Right now I'm obsessed with the bird." <laughs> he was just a funny dude. He was just weird and funny. But anyway, he came once on the New Year's Eve show. He came, and I went to the table, and I was doing crowd, and I turned, and I saw him, and I was like, "Fuck!" And then uh, I just kept, I just kept my face on and walked away. And then he ran over to me. He goes, "I know you can't break character. You're a crazy motherfucker." <laughs> and then ran away. So like, yeah, it was like you, you once in a while that would happen. Okay, but I, I always liked it better if I didn't know anybody. Yeah, it's it kind of was weird. Right, when other people who would come would have to understand what was happening. It's like, it's a character, so they would kind of encourage you to just do your character. You know? Right. Not try okay. to, like, okay. break Okay, well, let me, let me ask you a few questions. Did you mention breaking character? I know that, like, some people, some actors that consider themselves actors will never break character. Right. I know you're not supposed to break character. Yeah. You did it for two years. There's probably been a lot of different instances that happened. So I want to ask you, you know, what's one of the funniest things or craziest things that's ever happened? Or <laughs> one of the wackiest... Things that have been said to you, or have did women try to hit on you for real? I want all the little fun stuff that, that people might ask. 
Did you ever see anything crazy go down? Did you ever break character? Answer no. this. Answer. Never broke. Never broke. Never broke. Joe, did you ever break character? I didn't, but I have the I have the best story ever. Okay. And I already wanted to tell this. I'm okay. so happy you just asked this question. My buddy Lev, he was one of the henchmen, and then if I wasn't available, he would play Petey. <laughs> and I wasn't available uh, one weekend, and he was doing it. And he's going around, you know, doing the thing at the tables. And they're they're in Northeast Philly, and this 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 meathead from Northeast Philly keeps like messing with him at the table. He's going like, "Hey, come here, little sweetie. Come on, little sweetie. You know." And he's doing, you know, oh and he keeps like prodding, 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 prodding. Right? <laughs> Lev, <laughs> Lev walks over to the guy behind him. He walks up behind him, leans down. He leans down into the guy's ear. Completely, <laughs> completely breaks character and goes, hey, buddy, I don't know if you realize this. This is just a show. I will beat the fucking shit out of you. And the guy went and told on him and he got fired mid-show. <laughs> and they fire him. They pull him aside. They go, you, they go, you have to go right now. He gets fired mid-show. And then Petey put the plot of the Sopranos was that somebody's trying to whack Tony. Yeah. And it's like a mystery. And Petey, the P Garrett plays a pivotal part in that. And they had to just on the fly like switch everything because <laughs> they fired him. And dude, I, I've laughed about that. I've told That's that hilarious. story they, so many times. They fired him. We had something like that too, where the guy playing Tony at the time I was playing Dominic, a guy did something like that to him. And he after he waited till the show was over. He goes, dude, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I, I don't care what happens. I'm gonna go attack these guys. They were messing with me. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I, I'll go, I'll go. So about, uh, like three of us went, and he confronted the two or three guys, and then we were all standing there. And then the guy completely backpedaled. He completely backpedaled <laughs> once he saw that. Oh, these guys aren't actors no. anymore. These guys are very serious. <laughs> oh my god! He completely god. backpedaled. And then he's like, "You didn't tell me you were gonna bring Tony." <laughs> <laughs> and it was hilarious, but no one got. That's so funny, getting fired mid-show, dude. It was. It made me laugh. You never laughed. So Someone said hard. Never something that made you laugh, or didn't you laugh in character? We used to. So I thought about that time period for so long. I just what, what sticks out of my memory is how fun it was, and how we all used to go out after, and we'd go to the like. The worst, I was dating a girl who lived two blocks over in South Philadelphia, and she would go out to, like, center city, high class, like, sure. you know, higher class clubs and lounges and stuff. And she's like, why don't you meet me there? I'm like, no, are you kidding me? The drinks are so cheap. I'm drinking for free, right. first of all. Right. And then I'm going to go to these South Philly dive bars. But, like, some of them are, like, bikers and stuff would right, hang right. out in them. You know what I mean? Like, they were, and, and one time, like, we were at this bar, and uh, we left, and then a guy we were with was still there and this biker just started like flicking ice at him Ugh. and like just I hate when bikers yeah yeah that. just like just <laughs> teeing off this had it drove him out of the bar basically the, uh, really yeah that that you're br <coughs> excuse me you're bringing back so many memories because we did the same thing it was like the camaraderie mm -hmm. we all would drink and hang out yeah did, we you, guys, did you guys sneak yeah. talk to each other during it, like out of character, yes, not to them all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. You could yeah. go off into the corner, yeah. or whatever. the The thing that would always make me break character. Remember Chip Chambrone? Yeah, Chip was in the show. Yeah, he was in Sopranos with me. Chip was really funny. He was really, really funny. Uh, and I still talk to Chip all the time. But anyway, Chip was the guy we started comedy with, and um, we all there was a thing at the end where it was like Reservoir Dog style, like everybody gets shot, 
and you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. And I would always die next to Chip because the way we were lined up. And he they would actually have like the. It sounded like a gun was fired, or was like. Yeah, they played a sound effect or something. Yeah. I don't remember. And we would be on the ground dead, and Chip would would take the leg that nobody could see from the audience and start rubbing it up and down my leg, like like almost like sexually. <laughs> And I would start laughing so hard. It was like, it was brutal, dude. He would do it to mess with me and try to get me to break every time <laughs> we were on the ground. But uh, Do you recall like one of your favorite like performances or like one night when you were feeling particularly playful or whatever? Like, did you ever go over the, did you ever go over the top? Well, first of all, who keeps track? Is there a director There's there? a stage director mm-hmm. there. There's a stage. And they keep track of everything. So they make sure all you guys are on the up and up doing what you need to do? Yeah, and at the end on Sunday night we'd have notes. So we after the weekend of shows we sit around. So in they a circle actually do audit and they'd be you. like, oh, wow. I don't like and, and it's like typical actory stuff. Instead yeah. of just accepting the note and it's like you walk down the aisle a little bit slow last time, be like, Well, um, how do I need to just go, okay. Right. <laughs> Instead of just going, right. Okay, right, right. because oh, the actors yeah. they go, Well, um, how? What pace would you say is right to walk down the aisle and then start like an right, argument about right, being right. criticized? It's like notes. just take the just take the note, right, whatever right, right. it is. Yeah, we. I don't remember if we ever got notes or anything. Anyone ever hit on you? I met a girl once or twice. Yeah, it wasn't afterwards. That often, but I did meet a girl there too, and okay. we hooked up and stuff. I did have sex after like, uh, the Tony. I need to talk to you after. I had sex after the New Year's show. I remember. Uh. I guess if you ever got hit on, but so yeah. you closed the deal on Oh, me. yeah. One time, I think. I think that was the one time that I hooked up. As a gay character, you, you hooked up you, and you got get a girl hit on you. Yeah. She yeah. flipped you. She flipped me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, did, you, did, you, did it get to a point where you were like going to work and it's like your paint is paint by numbers? Or were you, was it always like because it was open-ended, were you always still excited? It's always fun. It's like doing stand-up. It's okay. like when you do stand-up, it's like, I got shows tonight. You know you know how you think about it in general? Yeah. It's like, oh, I got these shows tonight. But then you get there, it's like, hey, dude, this is great. Right, right, right. It's right. never a bad night right, doing stand-up. Right, right, I mean, guys right. are roofing. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right, guys right, are right, waiting right. tables. Like, yeah. I'm doing stand-up. Right, like, right, you right. You get in the moment. You know? Speaking yeah. of which, your special is out right now. Ah, uh, and it, it was. It's called the un. What is it? The uh, the attractives. The, uh, the the attra- the unattractives. The attractives. The attractives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why did I think it was unattractives? No. The attractives. I was there when you taped this. Yes. And it, it, it was it's great. phenomenal. It's it was phenomenal. phenomenal. You it was... are a high level comedian. Thank you, buddy. An absolutely high level comedian that we all look up to. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Uh, number one, being there. Yes. And uh, also. All of your help, like sharing it and tweeting it and all of that stuff, man. Oh, I really course. sincerely appreciate it. Of course. Always. I know. I know yeah, you know that. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah. I, well, I, I did some of that too. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. did it too, Joe. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Joe, I wasn't, Joe, sorry, I wasn't at the you festival. You weren't at the festival. Yeah, but, yeah. Joe, you've done it also. So thank you. Uh, Mike was always an incredible, incredible joke writer. This was, God, I was going to say this 20 minutes ago. We got real sidetracked. Oh, man. On, but with the improv a, plays the, that we did in a be, in the best way, but the whole thing was to but, get better at com. I agree yeah, with what you did. That's, like, I need to get. I need to figure out how to get better. It gave me it gave me immediate stand up confidence. Yeah. Immediate, and then once I remember being so scared in the initial shows that I did for the Sopranos, and then I remember there was a night when I walked in and I realized, oh, this is like, I just like know how to do it now. Yeah. Like and I was like, oh, that's. I remember taking a mental note of like, that's a, this is a big moment. Like you're not scared anymore. Like that, right. like you know how to think on your feet or whatever. Right. But anyway, um, 
Mike had a joke. This is what I was getting to. Mike had a joke when we first started, and I was like, man, that guy's really funny, man. Uh, he, you were teaching. Mm-hmm. I've quoted this joke to you many times, but he was he was a teacher, and he said, a kid came up to me yesterday and said, Mr. Vecchione, if you don't pass me in biology, I'm going to come to class and stab you in the heart with a pencil. And I said, if you can actually come to class with a pencil and then locate my heart, I will pass you in biology. <laughs> uh, and it was just like a perfect, like I was like, yeah. man, that guy knows. I, ne- I st- To this day, I don't know how to do that. I was like, I never, there, you were a guy I admired because I was like, I, I always admired the guys where I was like, I don't know how to write like that. I don't know how to write a joke. Right. Like, you know how to write jokes. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. which is, it's, 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 a, it's a, uh, an impressive skill set. Well, thank you, buddy. But those yeah. were, I haven't thought about those those days where we would go to these op- this open mic. It was an urban club, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like we were the only handful of white guys there. But this is like early 2000s. So there was no, we, I really enjoyed it. It's like there was comics from the Northeast, that other club, and uh, they're great guys. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't want, for some reason, they wouldn't want to come down to the Laugh House. Because we got real audiences on Wednesdays and th- Real audiences. We got good audiences to be in front of, too. Really good audiences. We got, and it, ta- it got us strong. And yeah. and the camaraderie of the other comics, like it kind of it didn't matter. No, White, it black, didn't. Whatever. The black yeah. comics were very like, like Toure would like, if you were doing good on a Wednesday, he would pull you into a Thursday. It just depended how you, it yeah. was right. all about competence. Right. Shout outs to Ray Gordon. Shout out to Ray. And the legendary Wid. Yes. And legendary Rod Wid. and Mona and Christine and DJ, all people that that played instrumental roles in right. our in our careers, right. Ture, I still every time I see him, I'm yeah. like, "You're my mentor, dude. Yeah. You're the guy that got me in. Absolutely, he got me my first paid work." But uh, but it wasn't any it weird was, racial anything blocking white guys out because there wasn't any of that. It was so fu- one night, uh, this is so funny. This was this was racial, but it's a funny story. <laughs> I think I, I know go- the story you're going to go. I was going out with Rocco one night. Rocco Stell, who you can imagine is an Italian man. Shout outs to Rocco, one of our good friends, funny guy. Rocco was taking me out somewhere in South Philly. It was it was when he still went out drinking and stuff. And he was taking me somewhere in South Philly. And I go, all right, hold on. I got to go get Toure. He, he, we're going to hang out. And he goes, Joe, I can't take him over there. <laughs> and I was like, why? And he goes, Joe, I can't take a black dude to where we're going. And I go, that's really messed up. And that's racist. And he goes, it's not me. It's where we're going. <laughs> and I go, I don't care. That is messed up. And he was like, go ask him. He'll, he'll agree with you. And I go to Toure and I go, I'm so mortified right now. I want to bring you with me and Rocco. And Rocco and Ture goes, oh, I can't go over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but that's, but that's the Ture. I was like, it's not, no, it's fine. I just, he goes, I, I got to be honest, there's some places I can't bring you to. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was such a candid moment in race relations where two so guys great. were just like, uh, this is the unfortunate reality. And uh, we, you know, what are we going to do? Um, but, um, it was, uh, it, there was such, there was, like, talk about cutting your teeth. Yeah. You got to cut your teeth at Tony and Tina. I got to do it at the other show. And, like, you, like, and then on top of that, being the only, so you're going up at these dinner theater shows in front of, like, these Irish and Italian lugs from yeah. Philly. Yeah. And then on Wednesdays and sometimes Thursdays, you're going to the Laugh House as one of the only white dudes in front of an all-black audience. Right. Like. Like, 
it was like, get your shit together yeah. or get out. Yeah, like yeah, there is not yeah. time for us to think about right. what are you, what's your angle, and like, oh, yeah. that was different or yeah. any of that. It was like, <laughs> deliver yeah. the goods That's or right. leave. Right. The worst I ever bombed was in front of Italians. I mean, by far, multiple times in front of Italians. Like, yeah. just sitting there, like, oh, yeah. Just yeah. sucking their teeth, going, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't oh. know, you know. It's just, it was just painful. Oh, dude. Painful. You ever, you ever be on dude. stage and someone's like, Tony? <laughs> or in the streets, anyone ever see as Tony? Uh, outside of, in that neighborhood yeah. sometimes, yeah. So really, like, yeah, it's Tony. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. It's Tony. It's, it's Tony it's, from Tony and Tina's. Yeah, dude, you, like those banquet hall shows. I remember Jimmy Schubert brought me to this goth fundraiser. It had me open for him because I, I was opening for him at the Comedy Cabaret. And he's like, you're funny, kid. Come with me. <laughs> Tomorrow, this this cat, dude, it was like one of the worst bombs. Yeah. Ever. Like, holy God, yeah. man. Those rooms could be so rough, man. Yeah. Like, like, you know, once you saw the, once you saw the banquet tables with the with the, with the pink linen, tablecloths and those tufted seats, yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus, man, screwed. I'm gonna. Rough. You said but you used the right jokes for it. You used the huh? right jokes for it when you did it. Oh, for the Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah, you'd like I'd have like my go-to jokes that I'd say no matter what. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, Sal, do you feel like, left out that you don't have a dinner theater background like <laughs> Joe and I? Folks, Vessi Shoes, sponsor here at the Taste Buds program. And happy to have them. Why? Because they're changing the game, and I like game changers. They're changing that footwear game. People, I live in New York City. You can be out at any time of day, and the weather can change on a dime. It's just one of those places. And it's also a place where you can't necessarily get back to the apartment to change the footwear accordingly. It's also the kind of city where you want to look stylish. And you got to be comfortable all day if you're walking around in New York. My Lord, Vessi has answered all of my prayers. They make a comfortable shoe that is 100% waterproof not water-resistant, waterproof, that also keeps your feet not just dry, but warm. They have a lugged rubber outsole that gives you the extra grip that you need in wet conditions. As a man who has slipped and fallen in wet conditions in front of women on a date, thank you, Vessi, for doing that. They've got an added lining inside for extra warmth in the cold. They slip on and off, so it's easy to get them on and get outside quick. I like what Vessi is doing, a super soft knit material that keeps the feet warm in the cold. It's called, uh, it's made from Dymatex, uh, but it also stays cool in the warmer months. They've thought of everything. They've got you covered. Sorry. So here's what I want you to do. Vessi are the go-to shoes by my front door. I want them to be yours as well. So go to Vessi.com slash taste buds for a pair of Vessi shoes. You're going to use promo code TasteBuds and get 15% off your entire order, plus free shipping in many areas. Thank you, Vessi. Again, Vessi.com slash TasteBuds. Use promo code TasteBuds for 15% off your entire order and free shipping in many areas. Folks, few things I love more than food and few things I love more in that food department than meat. I love meat and I love ButcherBox for this reason. Why? High-quality meat, 100%. Grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. This is humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones ever. I love 
butcher box. What else do I love? It gets delivered to my front door. It comes in uh, uh, frozen, uh, airtight, sealed packaging. That means it's going to last for a while in my freezer until I'm ready to thaw it out and eat it. It's going to taste like it. Oh, like it was fresh the day they, the day they made it. <laughs> I'll do it one more time. What else do I love about ButcherBox? It comes directly to my front door. It's convenient. I love that it's frozen and vacuum sealed, so when I put it in my freezer, I know it's going to stay fresh until I am ready to eat it. Also, it's affordable. Gosh almighty, when you're trying to find these types of meats that I am talking about, again, the humanely raised meats that don't have additives and antibiotics and hormones, it's hard to find them affordably. ButcherBox has done it, and they're bringing it right to you. Plus, they get even better because they're giving... Our fans a special deal. Sign up today using promo code TASTEBUDS. You're going to receive ground beef for a year. Plus, there's more. $20 off your first order. It's two pounds of ground beef in every box for a year. Plus, $20 off your first order when you sign up at ButcherBox.com slash TASTEBUDS and use promo code TASTEBUDS. ButcherBox.com slash TASTEBUDS. Promo code TASTEBUDS. What's up, guys? We got some dates in May, June, and July to round out the Impractical Jokers tour, and then more dates will be announced if you didn't see it so far. All the tickets are on ImpracticalJokersLive.com. These shows have been fun and outrageous. We've had surprises at them. May 19th, 20th, and 21st. May 19th, Arlington, Texas, College Park Center. May 20th, at the Moody Center in Austin. Uh, May 21st, at the Smart Financial Center in Sugarland. Moving to June, Columbus, June 2nd, Cleveland, Ohio, June 3rd, and Detroit Theater, Fox, uh, the, the Fox Theater in Detroit on June 4th. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. Schottenstein Center and a Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. That's, that's a, those are big shows, June. Um, Minneapolis, Des Moines, and Kansas City, June 15th, 16th, and 17th. And then we round out July here in Nashville at the Opry on the 27th. Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis on July 28th, and the Stifle Theater, two, at, two shows there in St. Louis on the 29th. Everything is available at ImpracticalJokersLive.com, and I will shortly be announcing a second leg of my solo tour that starts in July and will run through November, so stay tuned for that. When is this coming out, Pimpy? This Thursday? Okay, so it's after May 10th. Buy some merch, check out our merch store, and check out SalvoCanoComedy.com for updates. As a joke writer... We look at do you do you write out your jokes like what is your process? Well, it changed when I first moved to New York. I would go to these coffee shops before our spots because it's changed so massively. Yeah, because we would do nothing during the day. We'd have day jobs. We'd do temp work, all this stuff during the day to make ends meet. Yeah, and then at night you would do stand up. But you had no, literally no responsibilities during the day. Right now it's like podcasting, clips, all this stuff. Right. it's like na- there was none of that right. available. It was go hang out at the club, see if you can get on. Right, right. So every nothing happened until the nighttime. So I would uh, work or do whatever during the day, and then before spots, I would go to a coffee shop and I would force myself. To write jokes before every spot, I would force, I would, I would force myself, force myself, force myself to write these individual jokes. Now it's more like uh, it's changed, where it's like some podcast stuff I'll look at, I journal, you know, I'll take ideas that are, you know, because there's a thousand funny things that happen to you every day, you know, you're not conscious of, right? Unless you're taking notes on your phone, so I'll journal and then look at the journal and then take those organic things that happen every day out and then write jokes about those things okay and i wrote a script during the uh during the uh pandemic and i realized it's like i would just wake up and just do it every day and look at just get a bare bones 
framework of it yeah. and then just keep coming at it every day. Right. And it ended up pretty good. Yeah. And so I looked at that. I was like, oh, this is how I should write stand up. Because right. I'm giving up on the jokes too quickly. Right. I'm writing about topical stuff. I'm just kind of like, you're not focused. I'm all over the place. Right. And you need a little bit of that. Yeah. But the thing is, is like when you have topics that you want to focus on and you want to write a bit about, it's like just wake up, do some individual like pre-writing or thinking and then just keep coming at it every because you wake up different every day right so even if it doesn't click one day you might make huge headway the next day right you have a so breakthrough just keep coming at the topic keep throwing jokes at it keep coming at it yeah and it might evolve into something completely that's interesting different. i've never gone back to a joke every day yeah i mean you know it's just like right a lot of times i'll conceive something i'll write bullet points and i try to connect them Making sure I hit the bullet points. Right. You know, I know the big swings. This right. is how I'm getting out of it. Yeah. This is what I think is funny in the middle. And now I remember that because I don't write things out. Like I just, I just like write the concept of the bullet point, and then I get on stage and connect it. Oh, uh, see, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, that you do that. I, that's I write it out after the fact. Right. Because then I go back and I like sometimes I like to because if we don't do a, a joke in a while, I like to have a record of it. Right. Right. But I, I'd, I'd much rather be able to do what you do. Which is be able to sit there and and actually concentrate and and be more meticulous about it. Or or sometimes like uh, I'll have it in my notes now and I'll look at the topic. I'll just keep checking in on it, keep checking in on it, keep kind of. Or like I have this uh, in my album. I did an album in 2018 called The Worst Kind of Thoughtful, and I have a whole 15 minute chunk about the mega bus. I love and, that bit. And the, the, how I wrote is like I was on the mega bus going to Baltimore. The mega bus. Whatever, and it's like. I was sitting on the bus and going, there's a lot of jokes here. Right. You know, you could feel it before. Yeah, it's like, yeah. there's a lot of jokes here. I just have to find them. Yes. So I would just get a bunch of coffee and I would sit on the bus for three hours and then just keep writing about the mega bus until it came into, and then it just evolved into oh, like a wow. 15 minute Awesome. Bit. Yeah. 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 I love the bit. So it's like mostly tenacity. Just okay. keep coming at That's it. That's great. Coming at love it. to hear it yeah. from you. Great. But I love the writing on stage. Thing. Yeah, I mean Jay. I mean Jay writes on stage. I I I'll, I'll tag on stage, but yeah, yeah. But it's it's different process. I'm more storytelling, you know. So, yeah. but all right, excellent. That's excellent. That's excellent. What? No, nothing. <laughs> I'm just listening. Oh, all right, I don't know if you're like. <laughs> what's your What's your process for real? For real? Yeah. For real? Uh, we never talk about it. You know, it's so funny. We're all we're always together. We're always doing spots. We're always and yeah, I never yeah. we never I never really ask. Like yeah. I have no idea how you come up with your material. Right. I have two primarily two ways of working. Uh, I I will sit and I will write uh, very much in like a monologue form. You know, I'll sit and be like, you know, uh, you know the the the. the like I want to talk about how the 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 Europe. I'll get an idea. Uh, you know what you know what Europe has that America doesn't have ruins. They learn from their mistakes. You know we just build over them here. So then I take that and I sit down. Okay, what am I talking about? And then I literally will write a, a monologue. You know, two page two pages on that, and then take that on stage and you chip it down to what works, yeah. and then sometimes it builds back out again. Right. Uh, but the most effective way I write usually is pacing. I pace with my recording app open, or I'll write as I walk. I'll wa I'll be walking through the city, and I'll oh, I don't do that. And I'll go, and I'll be like, 
I'll be like, this, you know, what really bothers me is, you know, when people do, you know what I mean? And you like, talk low like that. And I do, so I don't look like a, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because people think I'm on the phone, but like, I also don't want to be like right. yelling. But yeah, pacing, pacing and movement help me a lot with writing because it gets the energy out. It simulates being on stage and it starts to help me organically feel, oh, that's funny. Because now the emotion's coming into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I get that, know? for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm physical with my jokes, too. Right. Like, I put my body into it sometimes. And I, I don't know if... Do you do that, Mike? I don't think... I mean, you, you got, you, you're kind of like... No, nah, mine's like understated. Yes, understated. Punchline. Yeah, yeah I, love the, I love your voice on stage. Thank you. Yeah. It's great. It's really, it's really something where people, if crowds don't get sarcasm, I'll be like... I'm using this thing called sarcasm <laughs> on you right now. Please respond to it because you will have a better time. <laughs> I'm going to keep using it, so that's what this is. And like, I'll need to spell it out, and they'll right. gradually like get. Yeah, I guess because sometimes know. they they have to get you. A yeah, bit. yeah. Mike's approach always was, and you said this to me once that you'll you'll like with a bad crowd, you'll stare at the back wall, right, and just talk literally, not metaphorically or don't look anybody in the eyes. <laughs> Like you'll talk well, over I would their heads. Yes. Not, not, not meaning like because they're dumb. Right. Meaning like literally I will talk over their heads. Mm -hmm. And you said to me once, I said, why do you do that? And you said, because then they can never say I didn't do my job. And I was like, I wish I had that resolve. I can't. Yeah. I do the opposite. I have to be like, why do you people suck? That, what happened see, that's, before you came That's actually here? better because you're in it. Yeah. You're not. That was me at that time, I think. But now what I do is... Uh, I'll go up in front of a crowd if they're not feeling me. You know, when you have an hour and they're not feeling, they're not your crowd, they're not feeling you. It's like, just okay, this is not going that well. All right, but it's it's let's exp let's be playful with it because I find if you're having a good time with your own act, yeah, they're gonna it it draws them in. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean? I've been I'm lucky that people think it's funny when I get annoyed. <laughs> yeah. So especially yeah. like I've had there have been fans of this podcast and my other podcast that shows. And the show is tight. And I'm like, what? What's the fucking problem in here, people? I'll literally say that. Yeah. What's the problem? Because yeah. I'm not doing this for 45 more yeah. minutes. And they they think it's funny. They loosen up and start laughing. Yeah. And I've said to the crowd, <laughs> "What's the problem, people, with you?" And then, like, like you you would abandon the show. No, I'm, I'm just, not doing. I'm this. saying like I'm not doing this energy. And then I've right. actually said at times, I go, "Oh, oh, I guess you're happy now because you got me to flip out like I do on the podcast." <laughs> and they like I'm like they right. laugh, and but I'm being sincere. But I'm like. Yeah. I guess I'm lucky. Look, I think anybody, you, me, Mike, it's it's not about like this is what I do because this is my tool. It's like this is organically what works for me to do in that situation. Right. You know, very few guys do the wrong thing in that situation. There are guys out there that will try to do your thing or try to do what I'm talking about or try to do whatever you do when you're uncomfortable and and, and it's not right. <laughs> you're like, oh boy, this just, I call, this I mean, just I went just real call, sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just you know? call it out because you have to release the that's right. what everyone, you have to say what everyone's thinking, you yeah. know, what I mean? and then it's just like, all right, let's right. move past it. And isn't that the job of a comedian, Sal, to say what the other people think? Yes, it is. You know, to be the truth teller. What I like about <laughs> you, Joe, is your, uh, your commitment to it. Like, you will, whatever it is, you will commit to it 100%. Well, you go 100% commitment. Whether it's spiraling or whatever, it's a 100% it's a commitment. Yeah. I don't know if that's a positive or, or a negative, but 
The uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Mike. We're happy you're here. Yes. Did you answer all the comedy? Que- did we all each answer the comedy questions? I feel like did we leave anybody out. I don't know about what. Everybody's spoken to their process, how they write. Yeah. Right. What goes on in their head? What got them started? Sal's never done dinner theater. Sal's never done dinner. I theater. wish I did. We yeah. have. I was a bartender though. So I did. Did that help? That's right. You had to do uh, some version of it. Just say, did that help? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Being social, having to make conversation, having to make jokes. The uh, it's well, what, what about what what Sal when it's not going? We've both said what we do yeah, when it's not going well. When you're it. not, when it's not going well for you. First of all, is there a is there a time now where it's not going well for you? At some times. Yeah. It. Well, and then what do you do to get it back? So, you know, so people coming to my show, obviously, like, they're coming there for me. So, you know, there's a spectrum. Right. So I know what a what an audience is for me that I'm like, ah, I didn't like that show. But that audience probably liked that show. Right. But when we're working stuff out or I'm in the city or it's not my crowd, yeah. I still hit you know, hit all the bumps. Right. You know, I, um, I do this thing where first I do a thing internally where I say, um, well, first of all, you know how, like, well, let me, you know how they say it's never the crowd? That's right. not true. That's not true. I agree. You know, it's, it's, it's never the crowd in the beginning. Yeah. But after you're, you do all right, it, yeah. c- it can be the crowd. Yeah. You know? So I do this thing where I'm like, all right, this is the new ceiling for what they're giving. Yeah. So if you get this, it's just expect that only. Don't right. expect more than that. Right. So then I lower my expectations. And then in my head, even though it's not going that great, I, I, I'm not expecting more than that out of them. So I move the fucking goalpost. That's pretty great. Yeah. That's pretty great. I do a version of that where I, I'll come on stage, you know, you have to ask the host coming off, how are they? Yeah. And then I, I, I don't want them to like, because if you're newer sometimes, you're like, oh, they're great, they're great. They're, yeah. no, I want an honest answer. Yes. They? I so always how are they? It's like, they're not good. It's like, thank you. Yes. Because now I'll go up and I won't expect it. Right. So that's a No one ever of, says they're not good, really. Everyone's like, right. yeah, it's good, they're good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I do that. And then, you know, it's just about calling it out. You know, like I was, it, if there's a heckler... I'll try to deal with them, get 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 the laugh, move on. Right. If they're still, you know, still doing it, you know, I don't know how much how much patience we have right. with that. But yeah, no, that's really it. I, I'll call it out. Uh, that's the great equalizer, right? You right. acknowledge that the joke wasn't good. Right. You have a laugh about that. Yeah. And then you just kind of, you know, it's 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 not that bad when you're not getting that many laughs. It's do bad ever, when people are fucking against you. Do you ever do a thing in your head where it's like, all right, this is not going that well. Let me see if I could get them. I've had yeah. that on the row where it's like they're completely just not really they expected something different or yeah. whatever they're not getting me. It's like, okay, there's nothing to lose here. Right. It's not going well. Right. And it could just end not going well. Right. But like, who gives a shit? Let me try to let me see if I can just get them and, yeah, and pull yeah. them in. Without pandering, because that's different. It's like a line where right. it's like, I don't want to give the whole show over to them. Right. I want to stay within myself, stay in the pocket, and just keep pulling right. them, try. keep pulling, yeah, yeah. keep pulling them in. And let's see what happens. Absolutely, one hundred percent. We should. Oh, we got to get to the battle. All right. right, all right. Ready? Yes. Uh, all right. We got. Let's just let's just jump in. Ready? Okay. Let's do the chant. Okay. Yes. Folks, it's time to B A T T L E buds. <laughs> Face it off. Mike Vecchione is here. Yes. We're doing eggplant parm versus stuffed mushrooms. Michael and I are team stuffed mushrooms. Sal is team eggplant parmesan. Uh, the reason we picked these foods is because when Mike gave us his list of love and loathe foods uh, on his loathe list, first of all, your love list was it was like the 
scramblings of a scribblings of a madman. Like, what the hell does he think we are? In a three block radius in South Philly? He goes, Roast pork hoagie. Like, Mike, nobody knows what that is. Prosciutto. You called it, you said prosciutto in the peppers inside the olive oil. It's for in sale a at jar. the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. They're called <laughs> they're called pepper shooters. Pepper shooters. One. Yeah. I've heard that in my the life. The way you described it, I was like, this kid is coming on. I never heard him called pepper shooters. I never heard that. Yeah, they're I don't know what it is. Shooters. Right? Last last episode Apple we did cake. last episode. Thank you. Last episode we did wait, we did uh popcorn versus cheese doodles. Half the audience never heard of a cheese doodle. Oh my god. I know. Yeah, uh, where was well, this Croatia? Yeah, I know. <laughs> also also apple cake, right? Uh, What's apple oh, cake apple is not cake. a thing. Apple yes, pie. It is. No, apple cake is an absolutely thing. We pulled it up. It's a thing. Uh, Listen, wait. We can't digress. Okay. Here's the thing. Your loathe foods were yes. a lot easier to latch onto because you said eggplant. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't matter the other ones. One of them was eggplant. I said salad. Can I, I explain the other one real fast? Real if, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. One of them was oatmeal, and that's because if you eat, you have oatmeal in a bowl. And then you have an empty bowl. You eat oatmeal and you throw up in the empty bowl. Right. They both look the same. Right. Right. I'm not going to eat a food like that, Fair Joe. Enough. No, I won't eat a food like that. <laughs> I've seen the show. I've seen the show. And I'm, my energy is up. And I'm ready to defend my foods. This All the stand up talk was nice. You're my enemy now. This yes. oatmeal observation that you've just made. This yeah. observation about oatmeal. Now, is this one of the thoughts that you'll force yourself to write about in yes. the coffee shop? I will. Later this evening. I'm going to have an oatmeal before chunk. Before you're 7.15 at the cellar. I'll have an oatmeal chunk, Joe. <laughs> You will. I am surprised that you don't like eggplant parm. It looks to me. Well, like, wait, well, wait. From knowing you, yeah. He real quick though. He said eggplant. He didn't say eggplant parm. Okay. I agree with him eggplant, but then you were like, we gotta elevate it to a dish of some kind, probably, yeah. right? Yeah. And we yeah. we thought it would work, but so you said eggplant parm, uh, and then we picked stuffed mushrooms. But but go ahead, go ahead. I, I, well, know. I'm just surprised that uh, that you don't like eggplant parm. That's crazy to me because it's. A staple in, you know, I mean, my favorite food, first and foremost, probably Italian. Second, maybe Japanese, mm -hmm. Asian fusion. Yeah. But one of the staples of Italian cuisine is an eggplant. Eggplant. And, and when done right, it is one of the most delicious that. things I've ever had. Right. I would you know, disagree with that. I think eggplant is a staple of, of, of Middle Eastern and uh, Greek Sometimes Greek cuisine, Middle Eastern cuisine. Sure it is. It is not a staple of Italian cuisine. In fact, grilled, somebody grilled said... Grilled and fried eggplant, eggplant Napoleon, eggplant rollatini, eggplant parmesan, grilled oh, eggplant, red roasted peppers, and fresh mozzarella. It's a staple. Slow, slow it's a, it's down, a staple. It's, somebody, put it in a swing line because it's a staple. Somebody, wow. <laughs> somebody put uh, in the on the phones, and I agreed, that eggplant parm is the thing they have to have on the menu for the people that don't eat meat. Everything you just named... Yeah. There's a version of it without eggplant, and I think they're working eggplant into a lot of those other dishes to either A, give a vegetarian option, or B, uh, hey, we got all this eggplant. The, we got to do more than one dish. The Italian it. menu and the pizzeria, and as it stands, it was pre way preceded needing a vegetarian you ever seen option. eggplant on top of pizza? I haven't. Of course. I'm not talking about eggplant parm pizza. I'm saying, have you ever seen eggplant just on top of pizza? Yeah. Sal... I mean, you, you could pull up any menu. Stop it's a topping. It, it's a topping in every pizzeria. What are you talking about? It is absolutely <laughs> there it is. not a topping in every pizzeria. He's pulled up hundreds of photos of it. Do you want? You to can find hundreds of photos, but of, these are uh, of dick spots too. I mean, what does that mean? Yeah, but wow. look at it. You'll, you'll get hundreds of photos whenever you Google. But you just said it's not you a said thing. On every, you said on in every pizzeria. There's, there's, it's, it's listed as toppings. Michael, just like pepperoni, mushroom, uh, olive. Michael, I have not known eggplant to be a routine 
Maybe it's a specialty topping, but I have not known it to be a routine. It's not topping. one of like the core ten, like yeah. onion, olive, pepperoni. Right. So you know. backpedal. No, but it is because every if we're gonna ba- if we're gonna backpedal into Hawaiian pizza, I'll drop the mic <laughs> and leave the studio. If you're gonna, tip. we're not gonna. But you, this is, you see how he argues? You see how he argues? There's no such thing there. as that plan on pizza. I don't think there's no such thing no, of I, it. I just think I that it's not. I've never seen it. I've eaten it. I've had it. I worked at a pizzeria. I made oh. it. Hold on. Hold on. Right. I want to see a menu you... of a pizzeria that's in this neighborhood. And I want to see if eggplant is one of the toppings. Just the, the but if it is, if it is, you think it is. And if it isn't, you think what? What's the? While they're looking it up, can I get to why I don't like it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Please. So it's, it's, you're having this blowout Italian meal. My mother is going to make my favorite thing. Right. So if I go in and it's eggplant. I'm getting all juiced up. I'm getting all gassed up to have the best meal of one of the best meals of my life. And there's a vegetable down there. The the main meal is vegetable. I yeah. I, I don't. It that sucks. doesn't. It's yeah, it's the eggplant. It's it anticlimactic. The eggplant it just drops the eggplant my expectations. is one of the only vegetables that can pull that off. It's on an island of its own. You wish it's a it meal. Eggplant is a meal. I wouldn't want to look down and super, have a. Is it a superfood? Sal, is it a superfood? That's the argument that it you're making. May as well be. Time I eat eggplant parm. The only time I eat eggplant parm. Ready? Yeah. When they do the thing on the menu where they go, we have a veal parm that we put eggplant parm on top of, <laughs> and we combine the two. Right. Then I do it. Okay. Then I do it. I appreciate it that it's there for the for the people. For the people. Yeah, there it is. Oh, so we, the first menu one. we pulled up had eggplant. For the people. <laughs> for the people. <laughs> they also got a clam pizza. Yeah, yeah. What I was told there's no clam pies. I was told by but Joe List that it doesn't exist. The clam a, pie, white clam pie also, doesn't exist. They got a cake boss pizza. This place is going a little goofy, okay? So come on. Uh, that right. I don't know. Yeah. I can't speak to the cake box but, pizza. But I am glad that the eggplant option is there for the vegetarians, okay? And it's I not do, an option for vegetarians. Do, not not just, to the guy who made the menu. Let me just speak to, let me just speak to what I want to speak sure. to about it. It, it's I think I'm glad it's there and does a bite of eggplant parm upset me absolutely not but I will tell you what sucks about it eggplant parm you want to talk about you you see this thing you're like this is going to be a wonderful parmesan experience you cut that crust the breading slides off the wet ass eggplant. Oh, you haven't bad eggplant parm. No, I have. I've, I have eggplant parm that I dream of. That it's, it's so good. You just gotta get good good Where? eggplant. You gotta just get someone who makes the dish well. Jeff. You have your choice of the whole menu, Sal, and you go eggplant do. parm. Do you really? Yeah, I swear to God, it's one of my when favorites. When my girl orders eggplant parm and I am ordering something, and, I, and she goes, "Do you want to try mine?" I go, "Save it." Wow. Save it. I'm no, known to. I don't even want to try it. I get this from my girl. She goes, are you going to get eggplant again? That's how much I love eggplant. Wow. Yeah. Here's the other reason eggplant parm stinks. There's an illusion that it's like healthier. And it's like by the time it's you do everything, right. you might as well just had a piece of chicken. Yeah. No. no right. Nobody. And, and I, I'll speak in Joe DeRosa speak. Nobody calls eggplant parm a healthy option. I've never heard that in my entire life. Now. It's the only you're, motivating you're creating factor to a eat case it, though, to, to, You're creating a case to be contrary to what that doesn't exist. So you're saying it's not eaten for being vegetarian. You're saying it's not eaten I'm for being healthy. I'm saying vegetarians you're eat it because it's, it's not meat, but that's not why it's put on the menu by the pizzeria, I'm to s- have a vegetarian option. It is a staple in Italian cuisine, not let's, a vegetarian let's option. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about a great vegetable option. Mushrooms, stuffed mushrooms. And here's why they're a great option, because they take a mushroom... Which mushroom on its own, I like mushrooms, but a mushroom on its own is whatever. But you take a mushroom, and then you fill it with, many times, crab meat, yeah. cheese, 
and breadcrumbs. Italian flavored breadcrumbs. I mean, dude. And it's that big. You pop it. You eat it. You have a few. You're off to the races. You're ready for the main course. Stuffed mushrooms are a delight. They're a, a delight. There is they're an, an app. eggplant dish on earth that's delightful. We're talking appetizer mushroom. versus main course. That's Did right. you guys realize that you've crossed over? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was main course on main course. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I guess you could eat mushrooms until it's a main, but but we are comparing a food here that is good enough to be an entree versus a food that is an app or a side. I think I think a stuffed mushroom is absolutely good enough to be an entree, number one. Why don't the they that, serve them as entrees then? The Why the do you never see an entree-sized stuffed mushroom dish? I, I, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I don't true. think it can carry its weight. It's just I like, don't think people want that much this. stuffed mushroom. Right stuffed portobello mushrooms. That's right. not an entree dish? No, I don't think so. Why? Because My point is, is if scallops are an entree, I think stuffed mushrooms can be an entree. You're, you're I'm, just saying, I'm just saying I've never, I've never seen, and you tell me if you have, I've never seen a stuffed mushroom entree on a menu in my 40-something years on this planet. No, I think Sal is right on this one. It is an appetizer versus a main course, but I think what Sal is just willfully ignoring is that mushrooms, uh, the effect on gut health... We're going gut health here. Gut health. Mushrooms okay. You think really that help. when you stuff that mushroom, the gut health is still uh, apparent? Why not? I think it... Applicable? Well, my family... Who am I to talk? My family had a mushroom business in Northeast Ohio. Really? A mushroom farm and cannery. So I'm glad we... Uh, That's not true, Mike. It. It's true. Family business. Mushroom <laughs> you, you, in, you didn't uh, lead with that? In North... Well, we didn't bring up the mushroom. We were talking even, comedy. Even I didn't before, want to interrupt the comedy talk. Even before, with, when we told you, are we going to do eggplant versus mushrooms, you didn't well, go. I my family I was, owns a mushroom my farm family and cannery. a mushroom farm in Northeast Ohio. Mushrooms yeah. are a high-profile carbohydrate, making them an excellent option for prebiotics. Prebiotics nourish gut bacteria, while probiotics replenish the bacteria. Well, I and never knew that. When you're stuffing I'll, it with cheese, breadcrumb, and, yeah. and crab. Right. I don't I'll know if it's... It I'll take it back to pizza, too. You want to talk about Titan toppings. I mean, mushroom is in top five of all time pizza toppings. There is always a mushroom pie right. out in, in that so little There's eggplant pies, too. No, Sal, there is not eggplant pies sitting but, out in pizzerias when you walk in, and you know there's not. I swear, I, I swear on... Tell me what to swear on. Tell me what to swear on. You just, you don't you're not from Staten Island, I guess. That's all. That's oh, oh, and that's so end of story. Neighborhood, you see not this. one neighborhood. I grew up. You walk in, this specialty pies all laid out. Eggplant is always one of them. Oh. I, we did this with Joe List. We told me this most thing is a white clam pie. The most popular pizza topping in four U.S. states: Alabama, Georgia, <laughs> South Carolina. That, would, that'd be, that ended oh. up being a dud. No, it didn't. Yeah, in four U.S. states. Okay, whatever. I'm just saying, you walk into a pizzeria across this country with a window display for slices, you are going to see a mushroom pie every time, and you are going to see an eggplant pie once in a How while. How many stuffed mushrooms do you eat when you're when you when when someone brings it out or you're at dinner? Four. You eat four. You eat four. You you, you cap yeah. it four. Yeah. Because how many and how mushrooms many are six? mostly because, caps? Because why? So What's that? Yes. Mushrooms are mostly caps. Yes. You cap it four. Why? Folks, you wearing those sunglasses yet? Did you break them out yet? It's getting sunny out there. It's getting summery out there. Go to Shady Rays for all your sunglasses needs. These guys are making high-quality sunglasses that are just as good, or in my opinion, even better than the expensive ones, all right? Shady Rays are selling at a fraction of the price, and they're high quality. They're very durable. They're built to tackle all of life's outdoor adventures. The styles are timeless and on point, and they make you look good. They make me look good. I feel cool when I'm wearing Shady Rays, all right? Plus, 
All Shady Rays have polarized lenses for crystal clear vision and strong sun protection. That's the real test of a pair of good sunglasses. I like Shady Rays. I like that they're bringing me cool styles affordably. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I lose sunglasses like they're lighters or umbrellas. You just leave them places, especially as a guy like me who wears glasses. I don't like transitionals personally, so I like to have a pair of sunglasses with me for when I'm outside, and then I go inside, and I'm like, I got to put my glasses back on. I need to see. Sometimes you forget that second pair. Shady Rays has made me sleep better at night, <laughs> you know? And quite frankly, Shady Rays has helped me speak... Shady Rays has helped me sleep better at night. So, uh, Shady Rays Impact Program. Let me talk to you about that. Uh, it works with nonprofits worldwide to make an impact on the lives of children and young adults, like building play sets for pediatric, pediatric cancer patients, uh, or creating adventures for young adults with cancer and MS. You and Shady Rays are making an impact together. I love when a company creates a cool product, makes it affordable, and then on top of it does something so charitable and beautiful like that. That's awesome. So what's better than getting one pair of Shady Rays and not worrying if you break or lose them? Getting two. Go to ShadyRays.com slash TasteBuds. Use promo code TasteBuds for a limited time. When you buy one pair of Shady Rays, you'll get the second pair free. That's S-H-A-D-Y-R-A-Y-S dot com slash taste buds and use promo code taste buds to get your second pair of Shady Rays free. ShadyRays.com slash taste buds, promo code taste buds. Folks, we've all been there before. Weekend trip to the casino canceled because real life came calling. Well, guess what? My bookie's new and improved online casino is here to change the game. Dive into a truly realistic casino experience featuring the latest in slots, progressive jackpots, and live dealer action, all from the comfort of your own home. Love that live dealer action. Take advantage of weekly blackjack tournaments and a brand new collection of high-end games for a chance at real cash rewards. The MyBookie.com casino provides a Las Vegas experience when the action's in your hands, and the best part is... You don't need to wear pants. I love that. It's about the only thing you have to do in Vegas. And my bookie has just made Vegas <laughs> or the Vegas experience even better. Uh, your adventure at the My Bookie Casino begins today with a generous sign-up bonus using promo code TasteBuds. That's promo code TasteBuds to secure yourself a sweet deposit bonus. And that's not all because their revamped loyalty program ensures that you'll be showered with rewards including free spins, cashback offers, and a host of exclusive VIP perks. The more you play, the more you win. Play anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. Play anytime, anywhere with MyBookie Casino. Folks, Joe DeRosa here, taking the summer off from live dates. Why? I'll be around New York City. And where will I be hanging out? Well, you guessed it. I might be at Joey Rose's. And if you come through New York, I hope you come to Joey Rose's too. We're open seven days a week at 11.30 a.m. every day. And we go into the evening serving food and affordable drinks all day long. Go to joeyrosesnyc.com for all details or check us out. Why? Because, because, because you, you really don't want more than that. Oh, uh, well... That's nonsense. I mean, if I had, it's the if I had a hundred, right, a hundred stuffed mushrooms on a platter, come when you come to my house, the Super Bowl next right. time. If I had a hundred, would you eat? And that's all I put out. How no, many? but only because you have so much other good food there okay. that I have to like. I I don't want to you know spend all of my appetite on one thing. Okay, but how many do you think you could eat before you got sick? 
That's a, actually a good question yeah. and a good, I think, at Skankfest, uh, another contest that they could have. <laughs> a stuffed mushroom eating contest. A stuffed mushroom That's eating good. contest. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, guys. Don't give, I, don't give them any credit. Sometimes you bite That's into that nonsense. mushroom. That's like a, how much eggplant parm. You, 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 it's such a heavy dish. No, I'm, but it's, it's, I'm, just t- I'm making it's, a point. It's Eggplant parm is the star of the show. Yeah, yeah, it's a main stuff course. Mushroom, I will give you that. You know it is a main course. Stuffed mushroom. Stuffed mushroom is a henchman. I've given that. Stuffed mushroom is a henchman. Here's that where just shows up and stands in the corner I'll, when eggplant needs I'll support. Shut your argument down. Here's where I'll shut your argument down. You know what I watch every single person that gets parmesan of any kind do? Take half of it home. Nobody can get through more than half of it. That's a good because point. it is Amazing. so heavy. That's a good point. Amazing. Do you get a full second meal at home? But that's. Oh but my, my point is, it's it's what you're saying about the stuffed mushrooms. You can't get through a ton of eggplant parm either. I've eaten an eggplant parm sandwich to its completion. Oh God! You don't think people do that? You don't think people eat the full sandwich? You think, you think I couldn't eat ten stuffed mushrooms and and be fine? No, I didn't. That's not what I said. I asked you where do you cap it. You asked Mike, and then you didn't ask. Me. Where do you cap it? I could eat. Twelve stuffed mushrooms, and then what happens? I'd say it'd be like. Then you go have sex in the parking lot. Why not? Why not? <laughs> can Why I ask not? you a question? You think about I can't the, pull can it I, off. Can I ask a podcast question for a second? Can I ask a podcast, babe? Anything if, you if want. you don't finish this discussion, you have to take it for next time. Do you put this argument in a doggy bag? Oh, and take it back? he's always writing. You know what? Always <laughs> writing. That's actually a great idea for a segment. We yeah. do something called the doggy bag, and we go, we're going to pick up on last week's thing. We didn't really finish. That's actually a very That's good a great, idea. and I have another idea for a segment, if Please. I Please. Um, by the way, I'd like to be a pizza correspondent. <laughs> if you if you guys, if the job ever becomes available, okay. I'll do man-on-the-street pizza stuff okay. well, and send in, send in the clips. Okay. okay. And you, also... Yeah, tell um, us where you find an eggplant pie. Okay, no, yeah. I want to do another... Uh, it's another... Um, segment um you guys can't agree and then it's um a slap contest called uh slap the taste out of your mouth <laughs> oh that's good okay. that's good that's it that's mine okay uh, mike <laughs> he's an idea machine he's an he idea is machine. i don't like the I'm slapping pitching. one as much <laughs> but i do like the doggy bag concept. the doggy bag concept. what about when okay. you pop one of those stuffed mushrooms in your mouth right yeah and you underestimate its mass yeah and now you, you're really having an issue in there because you didn't take a bite of it. You, right. you pop them. He said it himself. You don't right. bite them. Yeah. And we know we know that they come in different shapes and sizes. Yes, it, and yes. sometimes you get a little overzealous and right. you grab a medium to large size one. You right. pop it in your mouth. And then mushrooms also retain some water. Yes. You know, and then you bite into it. And now all of a sudden you're doing damage control because yeah. it's shooting water everywhere. It's too much. You can't That's breathe. It's a poorly made stuffed mushroom. I'm not going to let you have that if you're not going to let me you, have the eggplant yeah. parm breading sliding. Oh, I feel that happens with even good stuffed mushrooms. That's a great point, though. Mike, that is what a are great you point. Doing? No, no, no. We're it, on the it, same team. I, we Mike. are on the same yeah, but, team, but I can't discount what the man is saying. The debate is about nuance. It's like you put it in your mouth, and I think what, what uh, Sal is really saying is, is you can't measure the heat. Sometimes the heat is, and then now you're juggling it in your That's mouth. That's another one. I'm talking about sheer mass in your yeah. mouth, but also, you because at the bottom of that it's cap. with different things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. I also don't love that it's a hand food. It's a finger right, food. It's a fork and knife food. I you see a lot of people it. pick you them can. up with their hands. Yeah, oh, if it's gross. small, but if it's a big one, you can cut it. But that doesn't, uh, Joe, always... I'm on your side in the sense that eggplant is a, is a garbage main dish. It's just a not but, but a good wait, wait, main let me dish. Let me, Maybe the last let, let thing let that I would order it, on the menu. Let me phrase it differently. Terrible. Let me phrase it differently. Do you ever make stuffed mushrooms for dinner at home and just stuff mushrooms? I don't make eggplant parm at home for dinner. But people do. 
I'm just yeah, saying. I don't think, my mom used to make stuffed mushrooms sometimes. But, but is that the you made like uh, there's like 20 stuffed mushrooms. You sit with a plate and you eat stuffed mushrooms to dinner. We've established that it's not a main course. How many times are you going to go back to this argument? But I'm trying to I'm trying to understand though. Why is it not a main course? I don't know why are well, chicken. That's what I'm getting at. Because Sal's wings, argument is it's not good enough to be a main course. Why are buffalo wings not a main course? Yeah. They're usually just the, the appetizer. Why are steamed clams not a main? No, course? No, people eat wings as their meal. Of course they do. People also, me and my dad eat steamed clams and mussels as their meal. You go to most rest, Italian restaurants; those are regulated to the appetizer menu. Yes, I think some things are just you know I don't know. People like them before. I feel like that you can't eat that many before. It's like I don't want this. I feel like that. That's I eat four. Like you, maybe three, five, four. four, three. But then I don't. My, the move is you go to stuffed mushrooms, but then you don't go to eggplant. You go to a chicken franchise. You go to a veal parm. You go to something more stable, something that's going to give you more back than an eggplant. Wow. What I like about what I like this is a major point for the stuffed mushroom. What I like about the stuffed mushroom is it allows you up front to get some of the guilty pleasures of the Italian. A menu out of the way you get a little cheese you get a little breading okay you get some of the stuff that's not quite as healthy for you and then at dinner i move on to a marsala or something that's a little maybe wine based you know what i mean something with a lighter sauce on it something that's not deep fried i think what joe is talking about is how his food groups a stuffed mushroom can have all of the food groups and the, the entire food pyramid well, so I, mean, I don't think that's to be taken lightly. I mean, it's okay. up there. A stuffed mushroom is up there with 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 a baked clam. I mean, I mean it's I'm, just unreal. Let's let's not neglect the parm, fellas. Okay. Okay. Mozzarella and beautiful red sauce. Right. Okay. I mean, we're, we're, that's put it that's, on a piece of chicken. You got me. Put it on a piece yeah, of chicken. You got me. We're eliminating those components. I'm egg, arguing eggplant parm, not eggplant. I understand. Eggplant parm is phenomenal. It's you got a the lot two of, ingredients from pizza, the of, most famous food on the planet. You got a lot of variables in there that can go wrong. If the tomato sauce is not good, you got a problem. If the mozzarella cheese isn't the right kind of mozzarella cheese, or it's not melted right or whatever, you got a problem. I've had a lot of bad parmesan in my life. I think there's a there's a the, smaller margin for error with a stuff mushroom is there you got cheese in it you got the mushroom you got crab crab, crab by the way crab and a stuffed mushroom you're taking a you're taking a, it's a risk it's a risk. it a risk putting crab seafood in the mushroom i don't know if i want it i don't know if i want it now i'm eating mushroom with crab cheese and crab sound oh, to your parmesan man. argument though you say to me sauce i say great you say to me cheese i say great you know what i don't want vegetable i don't want a vegetable at the bottom of that but a sauce is based in vegetable. The sauce. Based in fruit, tomato. Sure, if you want to go. But what do you mean if I want to go? You That's know what he means. And by the way, it's based, fine, it's based in vegetable. I don't want it on top of other vegetables. It's like saying, oh, can you add eggplant to my salad? I look at the eggplant as innovative, <laughs> yeah. right? You got fried chicken cutlets. Yeah. You got fried veal uh, cutlets. Chicken cutlets are just great. Yeah, you got that? Yeah. You got the fried veal? Yeah. Right? All of a sudden, here comes a guy, eggplant, unassuming, and he's a vegetable, and you're like, well, you don't belong here. You're not a protein. And then all of a sudden, he, he does the job. Yeah. And now you're like, you know what? Now I have an option that's not the same. It's not just... Breaded meat, right? Let's let's go to the phones because we're we're and running. you can have it thick, and right. you can have thick it thin. Is, it's terrible thick. The only way it's Medium. ever good is thin. Mm. You could stack it, right? Stack it layers, right? Nice piece, crispy, sauce, cheese, piece on top of that, piece on top of that. Let's go to the phones. An eggplant tower, if you will. An eggplant a side of pasta. Tower. Too. Side of pasta. 
Ready? Am I am I getting you? Am I he's turning start, you? Am I turning to, you a little bit? He's starting to draw me in. Ah, you know, and and don't think that right. eggplant rollatini is not no, in not play really too. It's cheese and sauce as well. I'm not here. He's not. What do you mean? We're, we're directly. I'm directly responding to him. No, I know. I keep saying can we go to the phone. I know. I was I ignoring. Go, but give me something. Say, no. give right. me a second. All right. Acknowledge that I'm asking <laughs> a right. question. You want to go to the phone? Christ Almighty. We'll go to the phone. No, I'm saying you could have said, "Give me a minute." By the way, by the way, you you let me just. Completely unravel your whole argument. Okay. You don't want a vegetable as the base of what you're eating? Right. Okay. I mean, technically, I'm sorry. It what, what are good. you arguing for? Stuffed mushrooms? Yeah. So, is the yeah, base they, of what you're eating here, besides the cheese and the bread crumb, a, a, a vegetable? Crab meat and the crab meat. Crab but meat. it's a vegetable. But, the, but, but we're not arguing mushrooms. The, but the main stuffed mushroom, the main part of that is the mushroom, which is the vegetable. Right. The main part of an eggplant parm is the eggplant, which yeah. is the vegetable. Wrong. So, if you're telling me that Wrong. you want to look past the cheese, but you don't want a vegetable, wrong. you're doing the same thing with the, with the stuffed mushroom. <laughs> wrong. How is it wrong? It's because factually stuff, correct. It's not factually correct. The stuffed mushroom is very equally balanced with all of its ingredients. That's a bullshit argument. Are you nuts? That's a the bullshit argument. The fucking mushroom cap is the plate, and you put some yeah. stuffing inside of it. The mushroom yes. is the star you're of the stuffed getting, mushroom. I would argue you're getting more crab meat yeah. than mushroom at that point. The, the crab meat lives inside the mushroom. The mushroom it's not is, called, the mushroom it's is not the called mushroom crab meat. It's called stuffed mushroom. Right. Crab meat is this part of it. Yeah. Okay? No, 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 no. So, yes or no, Joe? Is the mushroom the star of a stuffed mushroom? Is, is it, it the main component? Is it the main component? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're called stuffed mushrooms. Right. Yeah. So but, you're but, telling but me that that's doesn't, a vegetable. You're, that's but not the, the same, main component of this meal. But that's not the same argument as, as what he's saying about eggplant parmesan. It's two different He says, arguments. I love the sauce. I love the cheese. I don't want a vegetable underneath. Because okay, I love the stuffing. I love the cheese. I don't want a vegetable underneath. Stuffed mushroom. No. It's not. No. Crab you meat. You can't just yell no. I'm trying to tell you. The crab meat, the cheese, the breadcrumbs elevate the mushroom to something greater, okay? He's saying you could have a Parmesan dish with shrimp, with veal, with chicken, the worst option of those three, as a main course, not an appetizer, to use your argument right back at you, is an eggplant, and it sucks. You're arguing a it's point. Like You're a arguing a different steak point. at a steakhouse. You are, you are coming to me with a counterpoint to a point I didn't make. I'm clearly making a point that he just told me, pasta sauce, I love it, cheese, I love it. I don't want it to be a vegetable, the main part yes. of it. That's what's happening with the stuffed mushroom. And you just argued to me that there's chicken, there's veal, there's ch and the, 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 the worst the is The problem is, and the problem is, is because it's a main course thing. Then the main course, the bulk of the main course becomes eggplant. That sucks. Yes, I agree. You say with stuff you. like the, the the stuffing elevates the mushroom. So does the cheese and the sauce on the egg. I understand, but you're arguing for a main course oh, you know dish what? that contains zero meat. You know what? I don't I think agree. it does. I don't think it does elevate the eggplant. I think I think the crab meat and the stuffing elevate the mushroom, but I don't think it's I don't think it works. And you the know opposite. what, Mike? I agree with you, and but I'll take you it a love step farther. I was speaking. I will take it a step farther. <laughs> <laughs> I will take hold on. Go. I will take it a step go, farther. Go, go. The cheese and sauce do not elevate the eggplant. In fact, the eggplant degrades the cheese <laughs> and the sauce. No, no, no. And I will you, go that far. Yeah. Absolutely um, not. Yes, it, it, it does, does elevate it. You said you love cheese and sauce. So by just I by cheese and sauce. just by way of that, inherently it elevates the eggplant. Let's go to the phones because right. I gotta catch a ferry in twenty one minutes from right now and it's a twelve right. minute walk. Egg eggplant parmesan is the only answer. Cheese and bread and eggplant sign me up. Gotta go stuff mushrooms. Eggplant is good, but nothing beats the great taste. Earthy taste of a mushroom. Stuff that mother. All right. 
Uh, we can have. Can we have a third option? Because yuck, we're seeing a lot of that. I've never tried either, but I'll pick whichever my husband Joe is choosing. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Don't uh, sex in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't nobody want that. LOL. If that's for dinner, I'm a DoorDash Taco Which Bell. Which one? Baja, Baja Blast. Baja Fresh, you mean? Uh, These dudes are having a mid-off. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Eggplant <laughs> cooked incorrectly. Feels like chewing half-filled water balloon. That's what a mushroom is. Are you nuts? I, ha- I hate eggplant. I love mushrooms. Okay. It's like asking if, if I like disappointment or rain clouds. Where, what kind of world are we living in where stuffed mushrooms even come close to eggplant parm? The one time they're they're so bad, Joe could get stuck picking either. Ha ha. Uh, I can't believe this many people are eggplant haters. No, I thought that there's a lot of eggplant lovers there. Yeah. I wish this neither was an option. Eggplant parm is hands down the superior option. Okay. This is, this is l- wait, that one's funny. This is like asking if I'd rather eat puke. <laughs> Let's give the win to that. That's funny. Follow Aaron R at, at Festivus underscore. Mira Kill with CL on the spelled with just a CL, no E. Uh, all right, Mike, plug away because we we end it real quick once we go to the vote. Okay, um, please check out my comedy special on YouTube for free. It's called The Attractives. Um, all I'm asking is that you watch it and then share it with everyone you've ever met in your life, please. Um, it's already over a million. Uh, thanks to these guys and you guys. So please watch it. And because it's so fucking good. Yeah, it's and great. it's very good. Please watch it. Nate Land Productions, my good friend, our good friend, Nate Bargatze, directed it, produced it. It's on the Nate Land homepage. Please watch it. Also, I have a podcast called Mike Vecchione Investigates on Gas Digital. You could please watch that on YouTube, debuting every Wednesday at 6 p.m. And uh, please follow me on all social media platforms at Comic Mike V. I have dates coming up. End of May, I'm in Chicago at Zany's Rosemont. And the beginning of June, I'll be at Levity Live in uh, New York. So please look for if, those dates, Chicago right. yeah. and um, Levity Live in New York. In Thank New York. If, and if this is, the, for some reason, the first time you're ever seeing Mike here, it's I mean, he's one of the best comedians, and you should watch the special. Absolutely. Really. Absolutely. So, um, Absolutely. All right. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Humble pie segment. This is what we call humble pie. It's also a fun play on words because someone has to eat humble pie when they lose. He's seen the show. He's well. Okay. Drum roll at the 5,153. Oh, my God. That's a rematch. Is this the closest we've ever had? Is this the closest match we've ever had? Yeah. It's under 1% difference? Yeah. uh, Eggplant at 50.9%. Stuffed mushrooms at 49.1%. This, this is such that if we check on it in an hour, it might swing the other way. Pimp, screenshot that, because it might be the closest ever. Let's this, get a beautiful screenshot. This is screenshot insane, Mike. Wait, this you, is a very spe- you call you, this a very special episode? This is started? a very special episode. This is. Can you screenshot that and label it fake news? Because <laughs> I think the polls are wrong, and Pimp, I think something... Um, can you get a bigger screenshot in case we ever want to cut it down? I'm just thinking of something. Can you get an even bigger screenshot? Screenshot the whole page. No yeah. way mushrooms lose to eggplant. Dude, that is wild. That, I, first of all, I was not expecting that. I thought that yeah. I was, it was going to be a drubbing. I thought eggplant was going to kill stuff mushroom. But yeah. I never, ever, ever, ever thought that it would be that close. That is wild. Which means it was a very good battle. Yeah. When something's that close, it means that it was a very good I battle. think that you've That's neglected right. the fact that eggplant's son was colluding with uh, Ukrainian leaders. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it affected the vote. All and right. it was suppressed by Facebook. 
Uh, I'll take that W even if it's under 1%. I loved having you. Thank you. And uh, I love you guys. Love you too. Taste buds. They come into the mic talking about the food they hate, talking about the food they like. Two fools gonna fight, but only one food can be right. Taste buds, man, yeah, they come into the mic.